Hey everybody, welcome back to Engaging the Phenomenon uh, and welcome, to, this is going to be the first episode on Contact Week, so I'm going to be doing contact stuff almost every day. Uh, and today uh, we have a special guest, uh, his name is uh, Grant Haygood and I've known him for quite a while, so welcome Grant. Thanks James, thanks for having me, good to see you buddy. Yeah, it's, it's great to, to finally talk to you here on Engaging the Phenomenon and have an open conversation like this. And, you know, we've known each other for for a while now, almost, oh, more than a decade now. That's crazy, since, right? Or about a decade around there. Yeah, since since 2010, I think, yeah. when, we, when we matched up on Facebook. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it's more than a decade. It's 11 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for, for people watching and listening, um, give them a short, just like a short introduction of, about yourself. Like who, who's Grant Haygood? Um, well, I was born and raised in Fort Collins. Um, I've, uh, I uh, worked in the snow sports industry for 13 years. Um, left that a few years ago and I'm back down in Fort Collins again, uh, working at to a, uh, for a, manufacturing company one aerospace plant one is defense and energy and uh, I manage the tool crib it's basically like an inventory analyst position um, but yeah pretty pretty always fun stuff going on with that so um, yeah yeah and um, so you're here on engaging the phenomenon so you had something to do with UFOs. <laughs> what? Yeah. How do you find yourself here here on engaging the phenomenon, talking about UFOs? Well, uh, I was never interested in UFOs at all. Um, uh, my parents were in medicine, and they weren't uh, atheists, you know, but they were they were more agnostic. But there was no sort of spiritual upbringing in mine and my brother's life at all. Um, and just uh, by chance in 2009, my brother introduced me to the Disclosure Project. And, you know, he's like, yeah, you should check this out. It's, uh, you know, top-ranking military officials, fighter pilots, nuclear weapons facility personnel, even astronauts, all these people who have had experiences with UFOs either while on active duty or not, or, um, or they've been witnessed a part of the cover-up and so I started looking into that and you know that is really kind of what brought what made it credible to me uh but yeah so I start okay so I start I was like okay who is this guy Dr. Stephen Greer and started looking into him and uh his group CSETI Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence and their whole thing about CE5, which is human innate, human initiated contact. And I just found that really interesting and just kind of on a whim one evening. Um, well, okay. So I was, I, you know, I was researching him. There was a video that he did in Barcelona, Spain in 2009. And I didn't really know anything about remote viewing or anything like that. But there was one phrase that really stood out to me that I found really interesting. And uh, it was uh, the most common way that they contact humans is in the lucid dream state. And just kind of on a whim one evening, um, I was dozing off to sleep 
and with kind of a subtle understanding that, uh, you know, allegedly ET technologies could pick up on our thoughts. I was just, you know, reaching out and I was looking back is really kind of, uh, almost childlike, but, uh, it was like really innocent, but I was just asking over and over again, please show yourselves to me, please show yourselves to me. And I kind of dozed off to sleep and I just had a flash in my mind's eye. It was just a, a quick flash, but just two big black eyes kind of surrounded by white light. You know, I kind of like jerked myself awake and, uh, you know, I looked around and there's no one around my girlfriend sleeping right next to me. And I was like, just kind of thought well, that's weird. And, uh, I went back to sleep. And so that was, uh, like, it must've been Thursday evening. Uh, so I was, I was in school at this time. Um, I guess it was, uh, it was the first week of my sophomore year in college. And so, yeah, that I went to school that Friday, didn't even really think anything about it. And, um, so we, my, I was going to school in, uh, Gunnison, Colorado, and my girlfriend was working up at Crested Butte and we had the plan to go hiking that, uh, Saturday we we're going to go hike a 14,000 foot mountain. And, um, but yeah, so she got off. So I went to school that day and, uh, she came and picked me up after work and like, normally I drive, but she's like, Oh, I'll drive. And, uh, so I was like, okay, cool. And, you know, so I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I, you know, we're, we're driving, we're in the middle of nowhere. And it's, uh, it was August 28th, 2009. And it was sun, the sun was uh, starting to set. And so I'm sitting there riding shotgun and all of a sudden I just see this object off in the distance. And at first I, I, at first I, I see it and I was like, that's like a weird angle of a plane or something. You know, I kind of look away, I can see planes in the distance. Um, they're all, you know, emitting contrails all clearly moving. I look back and I was like, that's like a, a cloud or something. And, and then I realized what it was. Uh, well, so yeah. And so it was like perfectly clear evening. Um, yeah. So anyways, there, I, I, I'm looking at this thing and there were clouds in the distance way far away. But then I realized what it was. It was just this, it was this disc it looked like an oval ball of mercury. It was just totally seamless, highly reflective, um, and the the sun was setting off of it, and it was just, I mean, it was just the most amazing thing. It was just the most profound moment. Um, I knew I knew exactly what it was when I was looking at it. Um, I mean, basically, my mind exploded with a flurry of thoughts. You know, it was, uh, you know, I, I knew that we weren't alone, and um but yeah it was just it was it was really amazing yeah um, and again that was that was in um august of 2009 and um so what what happens that you have this experience you have this um almost like a very short quick remote view of an entity and maybe two days later uh you see this incredible craft um what happens for you after that? 
where do you go from there? Uh, well, I mean, do you want, do you want me to tell you about the rest of the, so I haven't yeah. really talked about this too much, the, the rest of the evening and like what yeah. happened with all that. So, okay. So yeah, so I see this disc and, um, so I have a chapter in, uh, past the contact, uh, came out in the, it was, uh, the end of 2012. Um, so there, it's all C five people. I think there's like 20 chapters or so. Dr. Joseph Burks is in it. Costa McCreese, uh, Jeff Becker was the editor. Um, but, uh, so I have it all in that chapter, everything that I was thinking it was, it was a lot, but, uh, but yeah, so I see this disc and, you know, I, I think for a sec, like, it's like, oh my God, we need to stop and take a picture. And, but we had never been on this highway before. And, um, I, I wanted to get closer. Like I didn't really realize how rare, a, you know, fully materialized disc just shows up, you know, it doesn't just happen every day. Um, and, but yeah, so I was like, okay, well, I'll wait till we get around this mountainside. We'll get a little closer. And, uh, but then we start to go down into this Canyon and I realized, oh shoot, we're not going to get this photo. And, uh, but it, it just, it happened so fast. I mean, my girlfriend was sitting right next to me, but, um, I don't know. It was just, it was just such a profound moment. And, uh, I looking back, I wish we would have just stopped right then. But, um, anyways, yeah. So we, we go down We're I, I don't even say anything to her at this point and we go set up camp um, probably about 30 minutes away from where this happened. And by the time we got there, it was like getting dark. And, uh, we were, we had just finished dinner and, uh, so we're sitting there and she has her headlamp on. I'm like, why don't you turn your headlamp off, you know, to save your battery. She turns it off. And then we hear this kind of loud or this grunting noise kind of like right outside the campsite we're like you know we're in colorado we think it's a wild animal and yeah. you know we turn <laughs> turn on turn on our headlamps and it was so creepy there was this uh there was something just beyond this tree we could just see one eye it was like just eye shine and you know i didn't know if it was a bear or a mountain lion or what um looking and Looking back, it might have been a deer, but I still don't even know what it was. But, you know, so basically I started banging on the grill, hoping it would go away. It didn't. You know, I go turn the car on, turn the lights on, and it's still there. And, I mean, it's just all you can see was this eye shine. And so, uh, and I wish I wouldn't have done this, but just to be protective, I just started throwing rocks. So, yeah, yeah. so I started throwing rocks at it. And it, it went away. And so then my girlfriend, like not even knowing that I just had, that we had just had this close encounter in the remote view the night before, um, you know, my girlfriend was rightfully freaked out. She's like, I want to go home. So I'm like, okay, so we camp up or, you know, throw everything in the car, pack up camp. And uh, so we're driving. And so there's all this like, uh, you know, folklore about, uh, uh, owls being associated with the phenomenon. I don't know if there's anything to that, but, uh, 
we're driving and I think she, I think she was driving actually again. And all of a sudden this owl, you know, big owl comes down right in front of the car and kind of goes off to the side. And then I told her after that, I was like, Hey, I was like, I saw a UFO earlier. And she was like, what, why didn't you say anything? I was like, I don't know. It just, it happened so fast. I mean, it was, it was totally like the, uh, the theory of relativity. I mean, uh, yeah, it was like, I mean, time slowed down for me. You know, when I saw this disc, like I knew exactly what I was looking at, you know? Um, so, but it was just such a, like, just such a special moment. Like I didn't want to look away, you know, I didn't, I don't know. I just, everyone's gonna say, Oh, you should have stopped to take a picture. But like, when you're in that moment, like you don't want to look away from it, you know? I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, basically. So, so she's like, you know, why didn't you say anything? And I was just like, I don't know. It just it happened so fast. And so then the next day, uh, rolls around and, uh, you know, we're talking about it and she like, she like, wasn't really believing me, you know? And I was like, I was kind of like, like I knew what I saw. And I said that I was like, I saw something. And she was kind of like, well, I don't know, you know, kind of <laughs> like that. She didn't really know what to make of it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so after that, I mean, I basically just kept researching, uh, Dr. Greer and C SETI and what they were all about. Um, at the time he was doing these, uh, world Puja shows or it's a yeah. world Puja network. They were like, uh, radio shows it was an online radio network and they were, they were free at the time. Um, so I just kind of became obsessed and was like listening to all those shows. And there was one show about remote viewing and it was taught, you know, I was like, oh, well, maybe what I experienced was a remote view. And um, so I was like, you know, he, he was kind of talking about, uh, you know, when when you experience a remote view that they're, you know, they could be initiating contact or you're, you're having some sort of contact experience. Um, and so basically, I mean, I, I kept having all these experiences I mean, I was like, there was uh, one night I was just dozing off to sleep on the couch and I, I, I just saw this disc in my, again, like in my mind's eye, it was, it was same like oval shaped disc. It was, uh, but it was at night and there were like blue and green lights kind of oscillating around, you know, kind of going all around it. And so I, again, I <laughs> didn't really know what to make of it. I was like, okay, well, what do I do, do now? Um, you know, and then I think it was like, you know, maybe like a week or two later, I had another remote view, same time, you know, I was like, it was in the evening at night. And uh, I think it was, uh, I, I remember seeing it was like a white craft, or it, it was just like a white circular, uh, like orb. And there were like two smaller orbs that shot out from it. And so I got up and I was like, I was like, okay, so, so maybe something's happening now. So I run out front and so we're in Gunnison, Colorado and it's, you know, in the middle of the mountains, um, you know, it's quiet there, um, can hear everything. And there, there is a small airport there. And so where our house was or our apartment, we were looking south towards the airport and I see these two craft and 
um, so, so another thing that they were talking about, uh, you know, Dr. Greer and everyone that he was working with was, you know, if you project your thought at them that at these craft that they can potentially pick up on that. So I project my thought. I, I was like, if you can hear me, please do something erratic. And there were two, the two craft going. And as soon as I think that the trailing craft instantly sped up and went in front of the other one, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. So I, I called my girlfriend. I'm like, Hey, come out here. And she comes out and I'm like, do you see, do you see two craft over there? And she's like, yeah. I was like, do you hear anything? Cause they talked about how they're, they're silent. And she's like, no. And I think it was, uh, it was like October, November by now, maybe late October. And she's like, come on, let's go inside. I'm like, okay. You know? And then, and then we go inside, yeah. we go inside and I'm like, well, and I kind of, I told her, I'm like, yeah, well, the, the craft, the, the second craft like sped up real quick. She's, and she's like, well, why didn't you say anything? I was like, I, it, I don't know. It just happened so fast um so yeah so those were my first handful of experiences um yeah so i didn't really know what to do with it or what to make of it you know and so yeah i guess so yeah that was the end of 2009 so yeah then it must have been 2010 is when you and i met on facebook and you had the 2c5 initiative pages or maybe just had the one group page or one of one of the pages well, at the time yeah because i think so first i made the community page because at that point i don't think facebook even had groups and i was i had i was talking right. to dave and he's like right uh you should make a group and i said what they have groups on there and he said yeah it's a new feature thing so i'm like because i was always thinking as like you know, on this page, I can make a uh, post, but it's not as interactive as I would like. And I right. think just at that point, um, either Facebook just created groups or I had just discovered them. Uh, and right. as soon as I learned about the group feature, I created the group. So yeah, somewhere in that, in that uh, range. So that's 2010. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, so then you and I matched up and uh, I don't know. I just got really involved with social media and just, you know, tried to just start talking about it with everybody. Oh, well, we've uh, kind of talked about this before, but the C said he did have a forum for a little bit, but it was like, <laughs> yeah. there weren't many people on it. So yeah, I think it was the end of 2009 is when I joined that. But yeah, it was like, uh, like nobody was on it, you know, like Marilyn yeah. Brandon, she was on there. Like Richard Lowenset, I think that's pr pronouncing his name, last name. Richard Lowenset, he was a, uh, he's in like uh, Canada, but he was an admin. Um, oh, but yeah, so, but yeah, so I, I matched up with, with them and Debbie Foch, who she was working with Dr. Greer. And she's like, well, you're in Colorado. Why don't you meet up with Ricky Butterfast? And, you know, I, I just didn't, I don't know. I, I didn't want to at the time, you know, cause still, it's still just kind of weird to me, you know, UFOs, like, you yeah. know, having, having contact is like, I don't want to go meet people, you know? And, um, but then, you know, I think I ended up meeting Ricky on Facebook through the CE5 page. And then I was kind of like put two and two together. I'm like, Oh, this is the guy that Debbie was talking about. And, um, so I ended up meeting up with Ricky and, the summer of 2010 
And my, my brother came with me because it was, you know, my first time going out with people. I'm like, I don't really know what to do. Can you come with me? So he came with me and uh, we went to this site. It was uh, someone's like private property um, just outside of Denver. It was a really pretty area. There was probably, there's probably like a dozen people there. Um, but yeah, so, you know, like Ricky's been involved with uh, Dr. Greer since like 92 or something, 91 yeah. maybe. So he, you know, so he's, he's basically like, we kind of joke about, you know, calling him like mini Greer. So like, you know, yeah. he knows just, <laughs> he's been around, you know, and he's had his own contact experiences, you know, and since like the the seventies, I believe like 77 yeah. or something. I think that there's a whole, yeah. yeah, there's like a whole bunch of people who had contact in 77, I want to say. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm off a little bit, but uh, so yeah, I met up with Ricky in this group and I just remember, you know, we're kind of going through the protocols talking about uh, uh, just like doing the guided meditation and what they use the beeping tones for to broadcast an electromagnetic vector and then using lasers to, to interact. Um, and, but I remember one of the people there was, so the, the Milky white Milky way was, you know, across the sky. And one of the people are like, what is that? And I was just like, Oh my God, like these people don't <laughs> It's the Milky Way, you know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah. nothing's. I'm not expecting anything to happen tonight, you know. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't remember, but I, I, when exactly? But at some point, you know, Ricky says he's like, oh, there's a there's a flash over there, and he like signals, you know, points his laser, and I look over, and I mean, it was like it was the most bizarre thing. It was like looking. So I'll tell you about what I. I my initial impression and then what I kind of think of, of it now, but basically it was just, it was like this light, it was like yellow light, you know, basically like right behind me, it was just like, I don't know. I, I can't even describe it, but like, I think that, I mean, it, looking back, I feel like it was, it was some sort of, uh, I don't know if it was a craft, but like it was, it was definitely, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it was, it was like, it was like something opened up, you know, it was like, it was like a wave almost, but it was like skipping yellow golden light. I mean, it was crazy, yeah. but uh, of course my brother didn't see it. You know, he was sitting right next to me. I guess he like turned back around too soon, but Ricky saw it and, you know, we kind of described it the same way. So, um, so that was validating for me. And that was kind of when I realized how important it is to be with groups and, yeah. you know, um, cause that helps, you know, validate what you are seeing, you know, cause like, even with this disc, the daytime disc, I, I knew what I saw, you know, like I, I snowboard, you know, I, I used to snowboard hundred plus days every year going 50 miles an hour down the mountain. Like my vision is perfect. I don't wear glasses. You know, I've never had any sort of random hallucination. I'm on, not on any medication. You know, I don't use drugs. And, but it made me feel crazy that like, I, I saw this, but no one else saw it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and, and Jacques Vallée, Jacques Vallée has spoken a lot about that. 
And um, you know what? One of the reasons why his work is so important is because he's talked to so many witnesses. And um, Dr. Burks is familiar with this as well in that, I mean, it, it could be where two people are right next to each other and they have two completely different experiences or right. two people are next to each other and one witness sees this whole event and the other person doesn't. So again, unidentified aerial phenomena, high strangeness, um, you know, these are um, not convenient, but this is the reality of what we're dealing with sometimes with um, contact and, and UFO intelligence. So I just wanted to, to imprint that right there just for context. Right. So let me think, I don't, I don't know if I went out, I might've gone out with Ricky like once or twice after that. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, uh, yeah, there, there's like a site just outside of Boulder that he likes to go to. And, um, I feel like it's too close to the city. Like I've been out, you know, after 2013, I went out, I came down a whole bunch for like a couple years. Um, but I, I, there was nothing like really profound that I've, I've seen there. Um, but yeah, so, okay. So, okay. So 20, <laughs> so after 2010, I went out with Ricky probably a couple times. Um, but then in 2012, uh, Dr. Greer was having a, a C5 ambassador training in Crestone and, oh, well, I wanted to, I wanted to try to go to these, you know, earlier, a couple of years before, but it just it like didn't work out like the timing didn't work out and i think uh, i was like on vacation one time when they were uh maybe it was like 2011 when they were in crestone and i just it just didn't happen or maybe yeah maybe it was 2010 and then 2011 they started raising the prices so it went from you know a thousand dollars to twenty five hundred dollars i'm just like yeah I, I i was still in school at this point i was like i can't afford that you know so um yeah, so 2012, Ricky's like, well, you know, why don't you come down to Crestone? Just, you know, come hang out with us and, you know, we can all see, you know, maybe we can all go out to the field and, you know, do some CE5 work. And I was like, okay. Um, so, yeah, it was the night before their, their ambassador training. And uh, so, yeah, we, we all, Ricky, you know, we, we, go to some restaurant Creston Creston's like a tiny little town. Um, but I don't know if, uh, Ricky let Dr. Greer and Bravo, uh, Jan Bravo and Emery know that we were going to be going there. Um, but they, they showed up eventually and I was like, Oh, you know, there they are. So, um, but, uh, there was, they didn't really seem too into going out that night. And I was like, well, you know, I drove three hours from Gunnison um, you know, talking to Ricky at this point, um, you know, may, do you want to go out? And he's like, well, I don't know. We'll see. He's like, well, I'll bring you out to the site and we'll see what happens. So, so I go out there and, you know, I'm just kind of setting up doing like a little mini puja, just have like, you know, crystals and incense going and stuff. And, uh, but they, they decided to show up. It was like, you know, right as the sun was going down. So I was really happy about that. Um, but yeah, so it was, uh, 
me, Ricky, Dr. Greer, Emery, and uh, two other folks, uh, Jack, I can't think of his last name, but he, he used to work with them. I think he did their like camera work. Um, but uh, so yeah, there are six of us and we're out there and Dr. Greer is going through the protocols, doing a guided meditation. And so I, I have, I was looking, um, I guess like East, Northeast kind of. And so they're right up against the Sangre de, Sangre de Cristo mountains. And they're just these like really jagged peaks, really beautiful area. But, uh, um, so yeah, I, I see this, uh, well, all of a sudden this like object appears. It's, it's like a craft just shoots down to the left and then makes a right angle turn and goes up. So it's, you know, looking from my perspective down to the left and up to the left. And, you know, the whole group basically sees it. And um, so that was, you know, seeing something make right angle turns. That was the first time I had seen that. Um, Dr. Greer, I, I believe he described it as a silvery disc. So I don't know if it was like the same disc uh, that I had seen or, or you know, maybe I, um, maybe I, I don't know. But <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, then. So they, they get out the night vision goggles and they're kind of passing them around and they eventually make their way to me and, you know, I'm kind of looking around, checking them out. And then all of a sudden to the North, uh, Northeast, I guess this, uh, so I have the night vision, this object appears, you know, as I'm looking through the night vision, it's just this, I mean, it was bright, you know, this bright object you know, I kind of looked and the whole group sees it, you know, I take them down, I see it. It's like, it looked white to me. Um, and, you know, and then I, you know, I'm looking back through the goggles and then it kind of just like goes over the peaks and just disappears. And uh, people familiar with, uh, you know, sea setting and stuff. Uh, there's a senior ET ambassador that they call kindness and they've, Dr. Greer kind of, he's like, he's like questioning. I want, was that kindness? I think that was kindness. Um, so that was kind of a big deal to me, you know, that she appeared while, you know, while I was holding these night vision goggles. Um, and what else, I guess, uh, there's like a couple, there was, there was like, um, there was like a craft in the Zenith, like, right you know, basically right in the middle, right above us. And it was just like flashing probably every, you know, like five, 10 to 15 seconds, maybe. But so that, um, and that probably went on for like a couple minutes, but I mean, you could see it, you know, it wasn't, there was, it was just like, it would just flash, you know, we're all looking up every 10 to 15 seconds or so. And it was probably, you know, again, probably two minutes or so. Um, but yeah, so that was my one experience with Dr. Greer in the field. Um, but uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so, and you said maybe that was like 2011 or 2012 around that time frame? 20, 2012. It was, yeah, because they were filming for Sirius. Okay, yeah. Um, during that event or that week of that, that ambassador training. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, so I just spent the, I actually, Dr. Greer uh, offered for me to, to stay. He's like, well, why don't you stay with us for the week? But 
I couldn't, I had work responsibilities and stuff at, back at home. You know, I couldn't just up and leave. I don't think my girlfriend yeah. would have been too happy about that, you know? So, I mean, it was a really super generous offer, but, uh, um, so I actually did try to go, I tried to meet up with them again. I went back down, like maybe it was like Friday or something. Friday night, I went back down, but I couldn't find the site. I think I drove past it. Um, Oh, actually, let me back. Well, I'll go back. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure I passed the site. Um, but actually, so that that night that I was with them, uh, cops showed up. So we were, we, it was probably like maybe 1130 or something. But yeah, so uh, it's again, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like dirt roads, basically. It's like property that Dr. Greer had. Um, but yeah, these cops show up and they're like, oh, someone's saying that you're uh, shining lasers in their in their their houses, you know, and they're they're like Crestone is like to the it was like north northeast of us. But we weren't shining lasers at all anywhere near any house, you know, so that was kind of interesting that like someone called the cops on us or whatever. I don't know. So, yeah. um, but be so they were kind of parked on so there were you know five or six cars parked on this dirt road just off of like it wasn't i mean it's literally just land with like a uh uh it's just like a path to the circle basically so there was there was literally nothing there but i think after that first night they started parking off of that road so i think that's why i missed them but like i uh they had like red lights up and stuff so like you can see that in Sirius. so i like looking back i i feel like i drove past the site but it was you know it's pitch black out there you can't see anything so yeah um but yeah so pretty so, interesting though <laughs> yeah and um so how did how did all that you know from i guess from the beginning you know in in 2009 when you're hearing about this stuff and then you have the experiences to 2012 uh, you know how did the the contact affect your your life oh worldview paradigm anything you know yeah i mean it was huge i mean um i think uh you know when i was younger i was never i was never interested in school like school is really boring to me um i was never engaged uh I mean, I, I was in my twenties. Um, I started to become really interested in space. Um, I was like, you know, so that was, um, space was really interesting to me. Um, but I think, you know, I didn't have any sort of, you know, again, I didn't have any sort of spiritual upbringing. So I think, uh, I mean, just adding that whole element to, to, you know, reality was like, I mean, that was paradigm changing in itself. You know, it's like that there's more to reality than just the physical. Um, I mean, I like quantum uh, mechanics kind of validates all that, you know, with like, uh, you know, like entanglement and superposition and, all that, you know, but I mean, it was, um, but it was, it was really heavy, you know, I think just kind of like, just the whole thing was, it was kind of intense, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I don't, it was, it was, uh, I mean, I feel incredibly lucky to be a part of all this. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's now, I mean, it's amazing and beautiful and I wouldn't change anything for it, but it definitely, um, put a lot of pressure on like mine and my ex put, put a lot of pressure on our relationship, you know, like I went through a lot of changes and, um, you know, she's kind of just like, you know, I'm talking about like contact with the ETs and she's just like, what, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's amazing. I think it's really, uh, special to be a part of, you know, some, something special to be a part of. So, yeah. And now, um, you know, if we're going to jump ahead a few years, um, what was your reaction or your perspective uh, like when the when the New York Times article came out in December 2017, and they're you know they're talking about a you know this whole time Greer has been talking about they have programs and all this and you know the official government statements have been like no there's no UFOs there's no investigation into any of that that's all nonsense it ended with Project Blue Book in 1969, and then here in 2017. You had this New York Times article with this gentleman, Luis Elizondo, saying he directed a UFO program for the Pentagon. So what when when you heard about that news, um, you know, what were your thoughts on that? You know, I know everyone on uh, especially UFO Twitter has their opinions of Dr. Greer, but I think for the most part, his work is pretty solid. Um, you know, I he, I've really. I've, uh, you know, I've, I've been researching a lot the last couple of years since then. So I've, I've branched out a lot, but my initial reaction when I, when I saw that article was like, holy shit, you know, like somebody, somebody made a decision here. Somebody pulled the trigger, you know, this yeah. is cause it doesn't get talked about, you know? So it was big for me. I mean, I, I mean, you know, the whole, uh, you know, false flag, uh, last card thing. I, that was the, my initial thought, you know, I was like, holy shit. It was actually really concerning to me at first, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I didn't really know what to make of it, you know, with TTSA and Tom DeLong. I was just like, what is this? What is going on? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, again, like, you know, I think, uh, Lou Elizondo, he's also like another controversial person, whether he's, you know, I don't think he's a disinfo agent as Dr. Greer says he is. Maybe he is like, I don't think he's like, if it is, maybe it's more like unwitting, you know? Um, but I think Lou's a good guy. You know, I've watched a lot of uh, most of the, his interviews that he's been on. And I feel like he's a genuine person. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I, I know that like there are competing interests in the government and uh, you know, corporations and everything. So like, again, I, I still don't really know what to make of it. You know, I think it's, it's, you know, we should always keep our guard up, but until there's something, you know, 
reason for concern. I don't think we should be jumping to conclusions and, you know, uh, you know, basically calling people liars and, you know, disinfo agents, you know, all that. Just, I don't really find that very productive. Um, not really a good way to build bridges, I feel like. Um, but, uh, I mean, at least I'm, I'm really grateful that it's out there. <laughs> Actually, yeah. so yeah, 20, I guess it was 2013, um, I kind of stopped. I really, so my, my ex and I split up at the time. So yeah, so that was really hard on me. That was, that was like a big thing. Um, but then, you know, I, even just talking about UFOs on social media, there were, you know, a couple of people that I grew up with and they like, they like really went at me, you know, like really attacked me, like saying that I'm crazy, you know, I use drugs, you know, all that stuff. So I like really withdrew from all of that for a couple of years, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it was just really hard though. Cause it's like, you know, this is real, you know, it's happening, but it's like the, the stigma. I mean, you're instantly, you know, portrayed as being crazy or whatever, you know? And so I just really didn't even want to be involved with it for a while, you know? So, um, I was just, I just was like, uh, you know, I don't really know what to do with it. You know, I'm having these contact experiences to, you don't, you know, in the, it wasn't like they, you wouldn't have, I would go out <clears throat> by myself when I was up in the mountains and, you know, initiate CE5 and like, there were not plenty of nights when like nothing would happen, you know, I wouldn't have any sort of contact. And I was just, I got kind of, I just kind of threw my hands up. I was like, well, I don't, I don't really know what to do with this, you know? Yeah. So I guess I'll just kind of keep it on the back burner for now. Um, but yeah, then, then the New York times article came out and, and that was, that, yeah, again, that was a big thing. So I kind of started to get re, you know, re-involved with all that. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. that that must have been a, a huge validation for you in a sense for some of the people in your life who were saying, "Oh, UFOs and all this." It, and now it's on the front, you know, it, it's all over the place now. It where was. from 20, yeah, 2017 until now, we've had several like major headlines. Um, you know, everything from, you know, UFOs, UAP, and then they're saying, well, you know, we can't rule out that it's, uh, uh, you know, extraterrestrials or, you know, it's, it's, we've come such a, a long way and such, and really, really, I mean, it's, it's hard for us to really look at it in, in real time, but a lot has happened really fast. I mean, yeah considering the last 80 years has been very gradual, very gradual. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, 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 boom. Uh, you know, you had the UAP task force and uh, now there's new language that was just passed in the NDAA um, where there's going to be a, an official office longstanding that's going to get funding that's looking into UAP and the biological effects and and there's obviously that whoever created that language you know the the gillibrand um amendment it's it's highly informed <laughs> you know right. uh so 
it's it's and and there's going to be information that's that's shown to the public i mean obviously i think we're not going to get like all the classified stuff but it's still opening up the conversation publicly saying hey this is something that's real and you know the government is now taking it seriously um and and they even have language in there that that um accounts for looking at materials and possibly reverse engineering uh right. the technology i mean so what you know it, the and, and you know for people like us who have uh you know researched it and had experiences like the writings on the wall um you know there's always a concern of like where is this going to go from here um we obviously you know again if the government was not being forthcoming uh for 80 years maybe they all didn't know um but how could we take everything at face value so there is kind of a thing where you have to be grounded and centered and openly optimistic i think right. um so you know with this kind of um you know everything that's occurred um where are you at now with that well yeah talk about being validated um i mean that was i felt you know i, I felt validated you know that I wasn't crazy. I was seeing this stuff. Um, you know, I believe in the golden rule and treating others as you wish to be treated. So I wasn't going to be petty and go back to these people and say like, Oh, ha ha, you know, but in my, to myself, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you really think we're alone in the universe, I mean, I mean, there's just, there's hundreds of billions of star systems in our galaxy alone. I mean, it, I don't know. It just seems impossible to me. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, this is, it's, yeah, there's been so much happening the last couple of years, you know? So it's, <laughs> I mean, I think I, I tweeted a couple, maybe like a year ago or something. And I was just like, what is happening? It's just, I don't know what to make of, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just so crazy how it's being talked about so openly, you know, yeah. now, uh, uh i can't think of his name but the nasa administrator you know he's talking about it um, oh yeah uh bill nelson bill nelson yeah so you know and the avi Loeb is you know Harvard, taking, yeah. yeah you know i mean there's just there's so much going on and it's just it's just kind of like it's like finally this is happening you know and being yeah. taken seriously instead of uh you know, being associated with crackpots and tabloids, basically, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now, so. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you mentioned before, you know, both of us uh, have been involved in CE5 and um, contact. So with, with everything going on now and every, I guess in retrospect, you know, um, all this, you know, the UFOs or UAP, if we want to go extraterrestrial intelligence or whatever the phenomenon is, um, kind of like out open in the public now, um, where do you see CE5 uh, playing a role? I mean, do you think it's even more important now? So, or how do you how do you view CE5 in this new shift of paradigm shift? I mean, I would say so. I mean, I think that I I wouldn't want just the military, you know, engaging 
the intelligence, the phenomenon, whatever you want to call it, you know? So I think the citizen uh, outreach, you know, C5 initiative is something that should be taken seriously and become more put, put more in the spotlight, you know? Um, Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, that's kind of like a good thing that Avi Loeb is, is doing what he's doing because it's not military. Um, it is good to see more academics getting involved. Um, yeah, and I think like, you know, if, you know, if there was ever a time for people to be interested and, and participate, you know, somehow this is the time. I mean, again, even if you're just sharing uh, some of this information with people, um, you know, you don't even have to go out and do the, you know, CE5 and field work and all that stuff. There's so many different ways, I think, nowadays to participate. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you could, I mean, you could have like doctorate programs in, in the field, you know, I mean, there's just so much to go. There's so much going on with everything. I mean, it's just like all the researchers out there, including yourself. I mean, I just, it's, there's so much going on you know well and i was gonna so. say um the uh you know you have uh the contact and 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 ufos and there's a lot of stuff um going on so um you know ufo twitter has been uh i think pretty uh important in a way where it's you know we had uh different people on and mainstream media that were reporting on it and they, they were actually interacting with UFO Twitter as well. Right. Um, so they weren't even just like, Oh, it's these UFO people on the internet. They were like asking for information and leads and stuff. So we're, we're in really interesting time now yeah. um, where again, I think, you know, people that have had contact and have been doing UFO research have, um, an opportunity now to, to reach different people and um, kind of share that information. Absolutely. Yeah. There's been people like, I mean, again, it's, 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 we take it for granted almost that the, right. the thing where it's like the reality of UFOs. We're like, yeah, of course we know that. Yeah. But there's people, there's <laughs> people that are really, they're considering it for the first time ever in their life. Yeah. They're like, Oh my God, right. UFOs. You know, yeah. Um, where where do you think things might go from here, and where would you like to see it go in like a realistic, you know, like? Oh well, I mean, I think uh, you know, getting Congress involved is pretty huge. You know, having some oversight, um, you know, over the you know over USAP programs. Hopefully, we can get those out of the shadows and. Um, you know, I would like to see, you know, these, there's talk of, you know, reverse engineering. I would like to see the energy technology being utilized into society. Um, I mean, I know it's become politicized, but I mean, I think climate change is a legitimate concern and I would like, uh, that to be addressed, you know, and I, I could see that as being, something that could really that would benefit that you know um 
I don't really, you know, again, it's just, it's so much like, I don't, there's, I don't know. I still don't know what to do with all this, you know, or like where to go. I mean, it's just like, you have, you have this going on in your life, but then you're like expected to like go to work and maintain like a normal life, yeah. you know, and like, not, you know, like you bring it up to people and they're like, Oh yeah, no, you know, you just get blown off basically. So I, you know, like I don't really talk about it, you know? So it's like, I'm glad that it is becoming more out in the open and, you know, um, so maybe even more people will want to get involved and, you know, contribute. So, I mean, that's yeah. all that I can hope for. So, um, I mean, you're taking the one step here, you're coming on, on here and engaging the phenomenon. And, uh, I think, um, you know, I remember when, when you were on Facebook and you kind of had a, you left Facebook mostly and, or, you know, social media. And, um, I mean, I guess one of the last times that you were really more public was around, uh, you know, the past the contact book and, and that conference. Yeah. Um, yep. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. So 2014, we had that conference in Roswell and you were there. So that was the first time that we met in person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so even then I was super nervous presenting there, you know, and it's just like, yeah, it's like not, this isn't like a hobby for me, you know, this is like a part of who I am now, you know, it's like, it's not, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's, I know I've said this, but it's, it's a lot, you know, but it's like, I was, I was it, 2014, it was still part of the fringe, you know, even just talking about UFOs, let alone contact, you know, and like remote viewing and all that, all that stuff associated with it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. But for everybody listening, um, do you have any, do you have any kind of like parting words for the audience? I would just say, keep an open mind. Um, I mean, what we're dealing with is extremely bizarre and i think uh i think there's just a lot that we don't know i mean even just in astrophysics new discoveries are made every day and i think just keeping an open mind is like is the best thing that we can do you know and you know i think maybe letting go of some of the old you know folklore and mythology um you know, I feel like I came in at a kind of at a sweet spot, you know, in 2009, it was like, before then it was like UFOs and abductions and just all that crazy stuff. And then, but then there's 2017 where it's UAPs and Lou Elizondo. So I think just, you know, I don't doubt that, you know, abductions happen, you know, uh, onboard experiences, but I think there's, uh, I think, uh, I think there's a lot, that's like a whole thing in itself right there, you know, but I think yeah. if I look around, I don't really see, I don't see a threat, you know, I mean, again, I know there's a lot of stories and tales, but I'm not really seeing it. I feel like those people kind of live in like, like I'm, I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback on this probably, but like, I feel like they almost live in like a different reality. Like I'm not seeing it, but it's like, I haven't experienced it. So I'm not going to go and discredit people, 
but what they're experiencing is not at all what I've been experiencing. What I experienced has been just absolutely amazing and mind blowing and beautiful and just, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would love to do this again though. Like, you know, again, I was also really nervous getting started with you on this, but, uh, but this has been good. And I, I just think it's really important to share this stuff, you know? Um, and now that's, you know, coming out of the shadows, it's like not as it's, it's, you're able to talk about it, you know, and not be cast as being crazy or whatever, you know? So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's an ongoing process, you know, it's, we've come a long way, but we're, we're certainly not done. We've got, there's a lot of work to be done. And I think it's something that's going to have to naturally unfold just like every other kind of revelation or movement, like, um, just as a really short example, I, when people were told like that, the earth is round, like, I'm not sure like right. everybody just the, the same right. day was like, Oh yeah, of course there, that probably had to kind of like sink right. in for a lot of people. So this is, this is no different, if not even more profound in some ways, Oh yeah, uh, you know, cause we're, I mean, I suppose every day and age, they always think they're at the cutting edge and they're at the highest peak of, uh, evolution and, like you know even with all our technology we're seeing now it's like <laughs> you know we got a long way to go um but but again I, but uh, yeah Grant, oh, sorry no go but ahead. yeah i mean i think i don't you know again like we could we can we could probably have several more shows about all this stuff you know but uh i mean i think i don't know why i had contact the first time i reached out I honestly just think it's if you're not prejudiced, you're not racist, sexist, homophobe, you know, all that, just, just being accepting and a good person. Like, I think that's what they're looking for. Um, so that's my thought on that. Um, again, I still, I, it's, it's a lot to unpack. It's really heavy, but it's, I mean, I think it's, absolutely amazing and i think everybody should be doing ce5 so um let alone you know founded by dr greer and all the controversy that surrounds him i just go meet people in your local area um you don't have to download the app you can meet them on facebook um just just get out there and go go sit out under the stars and actually see what it's about because it's yeah. it's pretty awesome so um, so that would be my advice for everybody. And, uh, you know, now's a perfect time to do it. It's uh, contact week and I'm going to be doing uh, videos every day all about contact. Nice. So if people are interested in that, uh, they could find that. And, uh, uh, where can people find you? Um, I'm basically just on Twitter right now. So, uh, at Anon underscore ET, Anon ET. Um, yeah. and I, I do have. Uh, I am on uh, Instagram at Grant Haygood. Um, I also do have the at uh, the CE5 Initiative face or uh, Instagram page. Um, I haven't really posted there in a long time. I'm just I don't know. I just I haven't been super motivated to post there. But um, you know I'm pretty active on Twitter. So um, yeah. So a non ET 
that's where I'm yeah, at. So. And I'll put that I'll put that in the description so people can can find you there. All right. Okay. Uh, well, thank you so much, Grant, for coming on. I'm sure we'll do more, and I'm gonna have live streams coming on, probably um, probably in January, starting January, so I can have people on the panel on Streamyard, and uh, that'll be really cool. So again, thank you so much, Grant, for coming on, and uh, you know having the bravery to kind of share your story openly again for the first time in many years and, uh, you know, participating in the CE5 initiative and contact. Well, I just wanted to thank you, you know, for being such a good friend over the last decade and just, you're always like a source of inspiration and just, I mean, you know, we're friends, but, you know, I really view you as like a, a mentor and just, you know, you're, you're just such a good person. I'm just, I'm grateful for you putting yourself out there as well. You know, it's like, I mean, it's, it's the work you do is amazing. So keep it up, man. Like everybody loves what you're doing. Everybody loves you. So it just, I appreciate you. And I just, I know, you know that, but I just want you to know that. So, yeah, I, I greatly appreciate that, man. That, you know, <laughs> I think it's, we all have an important part to play, you know, and we can all kind of step into our power and just do what we feel is right, you know? Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll speak to you again soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. All right. Take care, Grant. Be well. You too. Thanks, James. You too.